Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show, your place to learn how to make marketing, money, and mindset your superpowers. Because the world needs more women taking up more space. And together, we can do this through growing our businesses, our platforms, and our communities. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, a business coach and speaker based in Melbourne, Australia. Twice a week, you'll hear honest, insightful conversations with my guests, along with a dose of real talk from me. Come and say hi over on Instagram at Emily Osmond. And now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm joined by Annie Gishiru, the founder of Uplifting Studios, a platform which is dedicated to supporting online business owners to become culturally and racially diverse, inclusive, and equitable businesses. And I think that's something that we can all stand behind. Annie has become a leading diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI coach and consultant for online entrepreneurs, most notable of which is her partnership with the Beautiful You Coaching Academy, where she supports trainees and coaches. Annie is deeply passionate about representation through a racial justice lens, and she combines her experience as an internationally certified life coach, her love of storytelling, and her extensive career as a human resource specialist to deliver Represented, a transformational online program which has been described as a must for all business owners who are ready to build a culturally and racially diverse, inclusive, and equitable business. As you'll hear in this episode, Annie's grace, gentle spirit, and passion for a racially equitable world is setting her apart in the coaching and personal development industry as a compassionate educator with an incredible space-holding ability. Annie has called Australia home for more than 20 years, having relocated from Kenya as an international student. She now lives in New South Wales with her husband and two young children. In this episode, we discuss well, what exactly is representation? Why does it matter? What impact has lack of diverse representation had personally for Annie? What is the first step that we can take as sole traders and small business owners towards better representation in our business? And then what are the next steps to take after that to create meaningful change? I absolutely loved this conversation with Annie and she's someone that I'm so looking forward to learning more and more from as I look to better my business and create better representation through my own business too. So without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Annie Gashiru. Well, Annie, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to be here, Emily. Thanks for having me. We just connected uh, just shortly, not long ago, you sent me a beautiful message and you just lit up my Instagram screen and I'm like, who is this person? (laughs) You're just amazing. And then I started looking at your work and I'm just, okay, we've got to chat more, Annie. What is it that you spend your days doing? 
So I'm a diversity, equity, and inclusion coach, and I spend most of my days when I'm away from my kids, when I'm in my office, uh, supporting online business owners such as yourself to build businesses that are culturally and racially diverse, inclusive, and equitable so that they can really serve from a place of, you know, integrity. So amazing. And, uh, a lot that I'm just learning about and realizing how little I know. And yeah, it's just such a powerful thing to to recognize and learn and to bring into our business. So thank you for the work that you do. I would love to start off with why you do this work. I know that you have your own experience that was that was pretty pivotal to recognizing that there's a change that needs to happen. Would you like to share that with us and a little of your own story, Annie? Sure. So I guess um, my story takes me back to Kenya. So born and bred in Nairobi, Kenya, and came over to Australia about 20 over 20 years now uh, ago as an international student. And when I came to study, I wanted to really get into media, but I just couldn't see anybody who looked like me or sounded like me. Back then, my Kenyan accent was so much stronger than it is right now. Are you sad you've lost it a bit? It is there. Put me in a group with Kenyans, talking to mom and dad, and it's like, yeah, it it comes back. It shows up in different situations. But I think I did not anticipate feeling the way I'd feel in terms of being the only person in the room who was, you know, a black person and just feeling so uh, different. And I think representation plays such a big role in who we are, because in many instances, we cannot be what we cannot see. And that became my story of not pursuing that dream into media, because I couldn't be what I couldn't see. And, you know, fast forward to where I am right now doing DEI work because I went back to uni and got a master's degree in human resource management and then, you know, um, worked in um, corporate Australia for over 15 years doing HR, just being drawn to, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion work. And I think the catalyst really was with the murder of George Floyd and um, being a coach at the time, supporting migrant women of color, you know, to unshackle self-limiting beliefs. I just felt drawn to that conversation in a way that I hadn't been drawn before. And so I put together a panel discussion on racism, which was received, you know, really well. And that's what really motivated me to get into this line of work. And there aren't many black educators in this space in Australia doing this work. Do you know what, actually, Annie, this is when you sent me the message and I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's she's in Australia. Yes, yes. And so seeing this work being received in this way, because for us in Australia, it's different. Our, our experiences are very different from the American 
experience. And so being able to come into this work from that Australian lens, I have found has been beneficial. Initially, I was thinking, oh, but I don't know if I would be able to do this work. I don't have that lived experience. And I'm bringing in a very different element into this work. I think I'm coming in, you know, as a Black woman who loves Australia. And yes, there there are setbacks, there are challenges, but my lived experience hasn't been one of fear. You know, it hasn't been one of fear for my life. And, uh, you know, so coming into this work, doing it quite differently, allowing the, the, the business owners who are in my space to make mistakes, you know, the, the calling in rather than calling out has been something that um, is a strong value of how I do the work that I do. And it's a little bit different from, you know, what we may be accustomed to. And it's not to say that one way is better than the other. I think it's very much to do with recognizing the lived experiences of different people and what they're bringing into this work. So I think for me, it's been sitting with that and being okay to have to do this work in this way because it's it's rather different and haven't really come across it being done this way by many. Oh, Annie, I love how you said calling in rather than calling out. Is this kind of the focus that you you have in your work? Yes, I try to do this work with, you know, with with the kindness and the grace that I think is necessary to have. You know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, um, when you believe in something and you want people to come along the journey with you, do it in a way that will make them want to join you on this journey, right? And I think it's so important that we do do it in that way. We do do it in a way that allows people to see what's important. It's not to say that there's no place for calling out. I think sometimes it's necessary to call out people. But I also think that there is room for calling in because we don't see calling in as much as we do calling out. I think we're in a, in, in a council culture state and it does have its impacts, especially for those who may be well-meaning and make an honest mistake, but are not given room to learn. They're not given room to, you know, fall down and, and, and dust themselves off and, 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 and sort of um, keep going in this DEI journey. I think there's lots of, you better get it right. So I think it could be helpful to even just explain what what we mean when we discuss representation because we'll go into okay wh- how can we improve representation what are some ways we can all do this but what what do we mean by that you know representation emily has many descriptions and for me when i speak about representation it's really talking about it from you know the representation of race when it comes to racial matters, racial equity, uh, when we're talking about people of color, black people, you know, in Australia, we have our own history with, you know, our First Nations people. So really, when I talk about representation, it is talking about those who are underrepresented. We say that we are a multicultural nation, yet we are not seeing that kind of positive representation on mainstream media. You know, it's still very one-sided kind of narrative 
And and those stories are there and positive ones as well. And really, this is why, and I I just so felt for you why you, I was reading on your website about why you did decline a, a job offer in the media because you just, do you just want to explain, yeah, what, what you felt and what you were yes, thinking then? Look, I was fresh out of uni, just about to graduate from my undergrad I had this wonderful opportunity, work experience um, with one of our leading, you know, national television stations. And it was great. I enjoyed myself, you know, getting to rub shoulders with the people who were reading news at the time. And it felt really good. And I felt like, oh, this is this is why I came to Australia. This is what I came to study and do and, and be here was was a great achievement. And at the end of the program, I remember the chief of staff saying, look, Annie, if you ever want to come back, you know, be happy to have you come back. And I remember getting into my car and driving home and thinking, wow, this is awesome. This is fantastic news. But by the time I got home, I had already talked myself out of it, you know, saying to myself, but there wasn't anybody there who looked like me. There wasn't anybody who sounded like me. I was so conscious of my accent and conscious of, you know, would I be accepted on television screens being so different to everyone else? And so those limiting beliefs are the ones that made me believe that I wasn't good enough and completely went off on a different path, enrolled into another degree to do a master's in HR and carved my path that way in the HR space, which has now brought me into DEI work. So it was all to do with limiting beliefs because I couldn't see myself represented. And do you believe it's something that everyone can uh, has a role to play when it comes to supporting and helping to create more more equitable representation and more accurate representation of our amazing multicultural nation. Is that something that we can all be part of and have a role to play? Absolutely. I think, you know, and this is something I often tell my clients, you know, when it comes to representation, it is not the work of one group of people to do it just because you're underrepresented, then it is the underrepresented group to have that voice and to uh, lead that conversation. I think it's necessary for every single one of us to be contributing to this discussion. And it's important that we're able to see ourselves represented in different parts and different industries because we don't know what seed we are planting for different people in terms of what they can be, the dreams that they can dream and the people that they can be. Sometimes you you almost need to see something to believe. But I know there's a new breed of people coming up now who are trailblazers, who are, you know, breaking the mold and they're the first to do things. That wasn't me. That wasn't my story. I think it's still so important to see see that you know to see it so that you can be it it's awesome oh and it's exciting yeah the the opportunities that we that we have ahead of us to make changes so what are some things as really you know our audience tuning in many small business owners many sole traders what what can we do what what's some ways that we can we can positively contribute to improving representation the first thing i always say is start by educating yourself because you don't know 
what you don't know. So, you know, tuning into conversations like this is such a good place to start. So if you're a consumer of podcasts, um, you know, start there. Consume this kind of conversation, this kind of information in a way that um, fits you. Start by educating yourself and learning a little bit more about people who don't look or sound like you. Start by looking at your business. I always say, you know, doing the inner work is, is split up in two ways. Doing that personal audit of really asking yourself, where am I at in this journey? What do I need to do to better understand the differences that exist? Because it's clear the differences are there. And then once I have that understanding and I'm beginning to educate myself on matters to do with, you know, diversity and equity and inclusion, then I can begin to look at my business and see how can I begin to make those changes and I often see people doing it the other way around, where they look at their business and like, how can I be inclusive? I'm going to throw in together a scholarship program and I just, and people will just know that I am trying to serve, you know, underrepresented people or people who come from marginalized backgrounds. But if you're quick to do that without having done that inner work that I talk about, there's potential to add more harm because you're not serving from a place of truly understanding what those barriers and challenges and setbacks potentially are for you to be able to hold that brave space or even safe space if you can for people of color. Yeah, wow. It's it's such a good point and so important to educate ourselves before we step initially into action. And as entrepreneurs, it's it's that's, I think, our natural um, way of doing things like, okay, I've got to take action. So thank you for being like, okay, maybe first we can learn and listen. And then what would be a good next step after that that we can we can then take? And I'm sure there's all, all different ones. But yeah, what, what, what would you say after that? I think it's also, you know, as you're educating yourself, having conversations with loved ones, friends and family members and just saying, you know, I'm beginning to learn about this that I didn't know and just beginning to have that open dialogue so that you are also depositing some some seeds of did you know this did you know that and everyone will probably have a different understanding and opinion but the idea here is that you're starting to have conversations and as you dig deeper into your learning be it through podcasts or if you're a consumer of books or audiobooks you know beginning to get to that point where you're like okay i really want to invest in this work in a deeper way? Can I look into hiring a DEI educator who I feel aligns with my values? Because again, there are so many of us in this field and I'm not for everyone. So it's finding who is an educator who I feel um, really connects with my values and I want them in my container, in my space, influencing my clients as they're growing their businesses to understand this work because sometimes we might make it more difficult than it is. And I think fear is probably the biggest factor that holds us back from understanding and taking action. But I think coming from that place of I've been listening, I've been reading, I'm ready to take, I've been having conversations, I'm now ready to take that next step. I'd love to hear for you, what does 
what does a business look like that has been perhaps reaching out and and having that support to create a business that perhaps provides better representation than maybe they did before? What does that look like or what does that feel like? What are some of the, yeah, the, the markers? A business where I can get onto their website and I can see myself represented. And it could be through images. Maybe I go onto your website and, and I see a retreat that you did and you had, you know, somebody like, you know, Tash Bumblet there. And I'm like, oh, hang on. They're doing an acknowledgement to country in this way. It allows me to pay attention a little bit more and it allows me to take a step closer to you. If I'm able to see others in your space who perhaps look like me, and maybe sometimes I can't see that, but it's in the language that you're using. Are you using inclusive language? Are you using language that makes me feel like having an equitable business is something that's important to you? Do you have a DEI statement that's not just a cut and paste, but one that you are really trying to live through and is crafted in your own words and is talking about, you know, the kind of difference that you want to make, that you perhaps still have a long way to go, that you're still learning, that you're, you're stumbling, but you're committed to making this difference. There are things, there are markers, there are people. Even when I found you on Instagram, Emily, there was something about you. I could tell that this was work that was important to you. And so it wasn't difficult for us to connect. There was something and then you found out about my You're like, oh my goodness, why aren't we <laughs> like, having this conversation? How do I not know you already? This is... <laughs> That's when you know genuine people and who are interested in this work. They either reciprocate or you can see things that, that resonate with you. I love that point, actually, that it's not just about the imagery, but it's in the way that we... Yeah, it doesn't have to be imagery, language, the way that we express our values. And I really think it's something that it's going to be very visible when there's nothing there. Oh, yes, that is so true. And in fact, what we'll probably begin to see in the not too distant future, the way we do our events, the way we are getting made aware of having diverse lineups, having lineups of speakers and people who come from diverse backgrounds and, um, you know, being inclusive in that way, we'll begin to see that within business. So if I go on to your services and I'm not seeing any testimonials from people from, you know, racially different backgrounds, then mine is to go like, oh, is this business for me? If I'm jumping onto your podcast and I'm listening and I'm not seeing a lot of representation there as well, is this podcast for me? Would it serve somebody like me? If I needed to be served by Emily, would she serve me? You know, those are the questions that in the not too distant future, clients, potential clients will begin to ask. And again, you know, it's the millennial generation where that, that will be, you know, um, coming into play and, and, and taking over. And for them, social justice issues are so important. Equity matters are so important. And so you have to be a business that is agile enough. You have to be a business that is able to move with the time, but not just moving like you're ticking a box and you're like, I'm doing this, I'm slapping on scholarships and so on, but really taking the time to see how you can do this from a values-led 
perspective. And even though you are a solopreneur, how can I serve? I'm not a big business. Does this really apply to me? It absolutely does because this is not just a big sort of business issue. It's a human issue. It's a human practice that we need to bring into this. It's not about this organization having this kind of people or this um, group or team. It's what can you do from, you know, that place being a soul. And that's a beauty because when you're alone, the change doesn't take so long. You're one person and you're able to be agile with the change. We've just got such an opportunity as smaller businesses to, yeah, to, to do this and to change and not try to get all the stakeholders on board or can try and convince anyone. Hmm. What is your vision of the future? Wow, that's a good question. I actually have my vision plastered on my office. I look at it, you know, it's something that I want to look at all the time. But really, my vision is very much connected to the work I do. And it's all about representation, Emily to be able to see women of color, black women in positions of leadership, positions of influence and impact and becoming business owners in the world that we live in. Because I think when it comes to representation, black people and in particular black women are really at the bottom. And if we can begin to see them represented in everything that we do, I think it would make for a better, more equitable world. There's so much more that that we can all benefit and learn from each other and so many different cultures and customs and also different ways of leadership that we're just missing out on, really. Absolutely. There's just a richness that comes from learning from other people. You're better for it. I think when you're just in the same group with the same people, you're not challenged or stretched or even have the ability to look at things from a different lens. Like I was I was looking at your stories a couple of days ago and I think it was a trip you had made to Sri Lanka. And I was just picturing how it must have felt, how it must have looked and the smells and the foods and the people and just having that, that experience in itself allows you to look at life from a different lens, a different perspective and appreciation as well. Annie, thank you so much for being here. Now, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you, you want to share? I often, always at the end, I'm like, Is there anything that that I haven't asked you or that you would like to to share? It's been a great conversation, Emily. I've really enjoyed, you know, digging deeper into this. And perhaps if this is work that anybody who's listening, who's a business owner thinking, you know what, I want to learn more about representation in my business. How can I do this? And how can I do it in a way that aligns with my values, not a way that's been spoken at me and told how I'm, I'm supposed to do it. How can I do it in a way that allows me to still bring Bring my values into play. I've got a free masterclass. So that masterclass will be happening in a couple of weeks or by the time this is dropping on the 22nd of September. Um, and it's called Your Business and Representation. Uh, I think 
think that's going to be the perfect follow-up to uh, to this episode. And where can everyone find you, Annie? What's the best place to find you? Sure. The best place to find me is on Instagram, where I'm often sharing tips about how to have that business that truly has that racial equity and inclusion. And you can find me on Uplifting Studios TV. Perfect. And what's your Instagram handle for everyone listening? That's it. Oh, Uplifting perfect. Uplifting Studios TV. That's the handle. Lovely. Thank you so much for being here, Annie. I've just loved chatting with you and appreciate what you've shared and uh, just the amazing work you're doing. Thanks for having me, Emily. This episode is brought to you by my free online masterclass, why your marketing isn't making you sales and what to do about it. You'll learn how to get heard and seen in this noisy online world and stop being invisible. How to fill your audience with the right people, people who will love your content and will actually buy your products, services, or programs. And how to consistently turn your followers into raving customers without being fake or salesy. This free masterclass is perfect if you're about to launch your business or you're a small business owner. Register now at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. That's emilyosmond.com forward slash free. And remember, until next time, connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.